Happy Tuesday and happy Purim. Hello everyone. It is the 10th of March, 2020, and it is Purim. It is. <laughs> what a team. We just tag teamed that. We did, yeah. In a good way. Sure, yes. Well, good morning. Good morning. Isn't it a fine morning? It is, yeah. Every morning's a fine morning. It is. Yeah, I was just recognizing that um, in the mornings, my, but not every morning, so it makes it seem like it is an alert, this little icon comes up and it's saying show weather in Bixby but I've seen it like three different times as snow <clears> weather in Bixby so I'm looking at it's snowing but it's a show it's show weather right it's so, an invitation for you to yeah. see the weather which right. you don't, don't want to do yeah, I don't. of course so, because yeah. no never no I'm just what? like wow it's no. so important they're telling me it's snowing but no it's not snowing they just want me to go and you don't do want thing. to I don't I don't want to show it I don't no Good morning. Good morning. Well, let's see. Perm. So we've got a, a perm extravaganza tonight. Yes. I mean, that might be. Is that an overload? That was over. Well, I. Statement. My understanding that we're getting extra hummus. So. Oh, okay. That, oh, yeah. That's that, a celebration. Right. That That's a sign. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Our food choice, our food week lined up with perm. It in did. A cool way. So, yeah. 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 We are celebrating. We yes. are. Yeah. We have some treats, and we're going to have some testimonies. Of course we will. Yeah. That's so awesome. But extravagant. I just don't want people coming, especially to get extravaganza, and it's just these little treats I got. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Now I probably took it down lower than it is, so we're good there. Yeah, but it's a really cool time of the year, and that's it is. awesome. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, Chag Sameach. Okay. Happy holiday. Oh, okay. Yes. Good. That's good. Well, um, I have this little thing to share here. So Cute. um, Papa was talking to me about this section of Matthew 4 that we're all very familiar with. So I'll just read it. That's fun. 4.18. As Jesus was walking beside... The Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon and Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fisher of men. And at once they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, Jesus saw two other brothers, James and John, and they were in the boat with their father, Zebedee, Preparing their nets, Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. So, um, one of the cool examples that we've done in the past of um, things that we used to do by accident that now we get to do intentionally is these things like called boot camps. So, if you go back to terraforming song and you look at chapter 6, Kingdom of Me, you can listen to or read all about boot camps. But basically, it's where Jesus um, calls us into the covenant of what God prepared us to do. So, Papa prepared Peter and, or Simon and Andrew and James and John as fishermen and so there was there was something that God did intimately that taught them 
how to become who they were created to be when they went out fishing for people to know the true love of God. It's the same thing with King David. You know, David David's boot camp was on um, a hill tending sheep. And um, he protected the sheep from bears and lions. And then later he protected God's sheep from uh, the bear known as Goliath. And so all of those things were boot camps. And, and again, we kind of told those stories uh, back in Terraforming Song. And so what Papa asked me this week was, it was, was really cool because I had chronicled all the things that I've done throughout my history mm. that prepared me for today. But what he asked me was, is what am I doing today that he's preparing me for tomorrow? Mm. And it's kind of like a, a Rhodes assignment that's present tense instead of past. Mm-hmm. It's like, what am I doing now? And, and Papa's preparing us for tomorrow. And so one example of that has been like the different revelations he's given us. And then, you know, we've, we've kind of told the story. Then a year later, we end up going out and doing like land missions based mm-hmm. upon or praying for people based upon what he said to us a year ago. So now today, it's what are we doing today and, and how can we embrace the work of today as our boot camp for tomorrow. Mm. And um, so that's our prayer for the week is, is Papa shine your light and show us these places that you are preparing us for tomorrow and, and show us the places to savor and um, show us the places to occupy because we're, we're doing that by call for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, and very soon he's going to reveal, wow, all that time, you know, it's like, well, no, I'm in the kingdom now. So I'm working in the kingdom. I'm in the field of harvest. Why would I be preparing for the field of harvest? I'm already there. But Papa's growing us and stretching us into whole new realms of um, harvesting and whole new realms of kingdom work. And and he does add responsibility. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just I was born, you know, called to have so many talents of responsibility, but I, I was, but then Papa trusts us. And just like the one with five who God gave five more to, and then gave the the one of the person who didn't handle it well, then he had 11. And uh, so God stretched and grew him, you know, and, and it's the same thing with all of us. We are constantly growing into who we were created to be. And so Papa's calling us this week to pray and see all the ways that he is preparing us for tomorrow. That's good. That's good. Um, it's kind of the thread I've been on is um, just the mem- remembrance of things he has said in the past that he always intended to be present. Like he didn't intend for them to be forgotten. Mm. And, and when they are remembered and their truth to us, where we are right now matters so greatly to us. We're not trying to get past where we are. We're not trying to get back to the good old days. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to get past where we are because we want to live in these moments of preparation. And, and it's kind of like in the South Pole, we got to be in two times at once. We got to be in 2019, but we got to be in 2020. Yes. So we put our feet in both places. We have pictures and all of that because the time that we went, 
it just so happened mm. that they had just put the 2020 marker up so because the pole shifts because the ice shifts <laughs> all of that they put a new stake in a new marker in every year and they they make a a design that they feel is going to represent that year so um we got to have a foot in both of those places because the marker was there so um all that to say we're present in everything we've been prepared for up to now yet we're also stationed in the preparation of what's ahead of what's to come and so um we can't forget that as we're being prepared we are we are still walking in what we've been prepared for and it's this glorious way of getting to be in two places at once but always present with him so i um just with perm i was um putting a blog together yesterday um that was posted related to perm and i was just reminded of something that was so powerful so perm of course we know that's when haman he really he had this plot truly to overthrow the king um and to do that he he chose a people um to persecute and uh kind of draw the king into this persecution so that he could he could become the most powerful man and so lots and lots of that and you can you can find a lot of great resources for the history of Purim and that kind of thing. I just want to focus on something specific. So Haman was a descendant of Amalek. And Amalek was not a happy person. <laughs> he, he was a very angry person. And so what Amalek did, so the history of Amalek takes you back to Pesach or Passover, and that's where Pesach and Purim complete each other. They are a completion. So Amalek is in the time when the Israelites are, they've just come out of the Red Sea. They've just been birthed into a preparation. So they've just been birthed into that, and everything's kind of trembling around them and shaking around them. Um, everything but the God that they know and the God that they love. He is so faithful and so sturdy and steady. But there's a group of people, the Amalekites, that are led by Amalek, who's a descendant of Esau, and he's he is just an enemy of God's people. So his whole purpose, he feels, is to oppose God's people. So the Israelites are camped, and they're, they're resting after being rescued, basically. And... Um, they weren't. They weren't going to go anywhere near um, the Amalek. I can't say it right. Amalekite territory. They weren't going to go. But that nation comes and attacks them, led by Amalek. They come and they bring this surprise attack. And there was this whole purpose for this attack because he was so opposed to anything of God, and so therefore opposed to God's people. What he wanted to do was to get any nation that honored God to disregard him and not be in awe of him. 
so it, it the way it said is don't is to not fear his name but basically it's to no longer have awe or to be frozen and so that's his whole purpose because if awe is stolen fear takes its place so um this battle happens and the israelites have victory and it's this very short recording in scripture um but it was recorded so why why was this recorded you know, so we can look ahead and say, well, Haman was a descendant, and that really matters. And it does for several reasons. But so why was this tiny attack? It was really, um, in many of the battles the Israelites had, it was minimal, you know, comparatively, as far as a lot of factors you would look at, but it's recorded. And here's how it was recorded. I will lead you to forget what Amalek did to you. And that's Deuteronomy 25, 17 through 19. It's a very, you know, just a very small segment. And so basically the truth of that was that there's things he has us to remember. There are also things he has for us to forget, to not recall, to not bring to mind. And so he doesn't want them to remember what the enemy did. So now, generations later, you have Haman, who's a descendant of Amalek. And what is he trying to do? He's trying to cause an entire people group to be forgotten. He is trying to wipe out the memory of a people. So his ancestor, he just wanted to oppose them so that they would live in fear so he could, you know, pillage and plunder them. But now it comes to Haman... And he wants to completely wipe them out. So there'll be no remembrance, no memory, not just of the people, but of God. Because if if this entire people group are exterminated, truly, then the memory of God is going to be completely different. And so here are these, these Purim people, and they have a choice to remember God and remember all his victories or to begin to cower to anything they feel the enemy has done to them when alongside of what the enemy is trying to do, they are being prepared. They're being prepared for this victory that we remember to this day and we celebrate in Purim. So they're being prepared to remember. They're being prepared to open the way for remembrance, which we now in this generation got to open even wider in our trip to Antarctica. You know, and hopefully you guys have been getting to listen to that. But the truth is, one of the ways he prepares us for what's ahead is to cause us to forget what the enemy has done all the generations back. And we do that through redeeming it. Through those times that we pray and we forgive and we redeem the past and we're kinsmen redeemers and we restore the truth of the memory of God in our lives and the enemy no longer has an impact on us from the past and without that impact of the past he can't go with us into the future Hmm. and this is what that's the whole reason that that story of Amalek was recorded was I will cause you to forget how just 
Don't think about that anymore. No, by being so good and so generous to his people that that's all we can think about is who God is to us. And when we have that truth resonating in us, nothing the enemy's done can come and thwart that or interrupt it or disrupt that memory within us. And so I just feel like we're invited in these days ahead as we are being prepared to let him cause us to forget Come on. what the enemy has done by just allowing him to be good. Yeah. Allowing what he's doing right now, like to not despise it, to not um, degradate it as something else, and also to not give credit to the enemy for it, because we will be prepared and preparation, you know, can be an intense thing. And we can't, you know, and we've said this for years, we can't allow anything negative that's happening, that we see as negative, (laughs) happening in our life. And that's usually the things we don't understand yet to just be an attack of the enemy. We have to, I think we walk in it much less, but we need to walk away from that altogether and allow God to be God in our lives and be bringing us to a place where we can fully receive His goodness because that's truly the place of preparation. When we get to that moment where we're like, I'm fully fortified for this. Like, He left nothing out and we start testifying to that. No no thing we're going to face, no uh, step He's going to have us take is going to be taken with trepidation. Yay, and that is awesome. Yay. Yeah, it's like... Papa said long ago, he said, with the new covenant, I remember these sins no more. So why should you? Mm-hmm. Why should you remember those sins? Yeah. It's yeah. like, no, we, we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we do sometimes recount what the enemy has done. Yes. What on earth are we thinking? Yeah, I remember years ago being in prayer apps, like years and years ago, and and would always just have this desire to ask somebody first, you know, what is God saying or what has he done, you know? And every time it would come to what the enemy had done or was doing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, that's not the people we are, you know? We're, We're people that activates miracles because we allow him to be good. You know, we give him room to come and be the most glorious, most generous, most powerful God, you know, but it's, we, we let, let earth prepare him room. I don't, I'm not remembering the, the hymn well, but <laughs> heaven and nature sing, let earth prepare him room. I, I don't know, but you all know what I'm talking about. So, but like, joy to the world. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Gosh. Wow. <laughs> you know, that's not tis the season. Right. Uh, so I'm pulling it up. Um, Christmas and March. Yes, but like we have that choice every day. As he's preparing us, we get the choice to prepare room for him. And wasn't that always the story of Jesus? That even the place he was born, it was he had to find the place where room was, where room had been prepared. And so many places there was no room. Right? There was no room for him. But we have the choice to be that stable every day where there's room for him to come and birth and do and make way for all that is ahead. And sometimes it's messy. That's right. 
But it's really cool. But we've got room cool. for everything he's doing. Yeah. Well, yay. Yay. All right. Well, we're we're gonna move on and looking forward to to this evening. And so, but here's a couple of simple ways. Actually, I mean they are simple, but they're powerful ways to celebrate Purim, which we are invited to do. One of those is to read the book of Esther and just read the story of Purim. And um, then also one of the things that was one of the ways Purim is celebrated is you give a gift of food to your neighbor. So you take, you know, a meal or something special to your neighbor. And then also you uh, give a gift of provision to someone in need. And so those are just some some foundational uh, ways that you can celebrate Purim, even if you're not going to a, a big Purim celebration um, or that kind of thing, you can celebrate with Him. Amen. Yay. Glory. Yeah. All right. We love you. Love you. Talk to you next week. See ya.